What's going on, people? Fatson here, and welcome to episode 15 of the Fatson Podcast. We are back once again after we dropped you the classic relationships and the numbers for that are doing crazy, crazy, crazy things. But we are back once again. This one is the Album Club Part 2. And as always, I'm not on my own. I'm joined by none other than Mr. Player Player, Mr. C to the J, Mr. Controversial, Mr. Shelf Life, Mr. Shelfie. I don't even know what to call him anymore. But yo, CJ, what you saying, bro? Hey, 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 hey. We out here, fan. Thanks for having me again. Hey, bro, you need to stop with that. You you are part of the furniture now, man. You need to stop thanking me with all that. Um, we're back in the album club, though. Um, are you comfortable? You got the slides on? Oh, no, no. We're, we're comfy, man. You got the Adidas slides on, you know what I'm saying? This time they're blue. The French, the French vibe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the French vibe, yeah. I see you, bro. I see you. Got, got my paper plane on as well, you know. Just chill. Just, just relaxing, bro. Just relaxing. Just relaxing. That's what we do now. We just relax, man. And yeah, man, I'm relaxed myself. I'm on the vodka this time around. It was the glass of wine, you know, for relationships. This time around, it's back on the vodka, you know, because it's one of those, let's just relax, you know? Bro, you, 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 you're back on the vodka, man? Back on the vodka, bro. You know how it is. It's nice and smooth, bro. I'm I'm strictly on the beer today, man. I I, I can't do these spirits anymore, bro. You know, because you know once I once I start, I can't stop till I drop. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> we know what happens with you and fumbling, bro. You'll be part of that fumble gang once again. Um, but just so you listeners know, the album club we'd always have said was gonna be something quite special. And this time round, we're going to make it a special one. We have been listening to the albums you guys have been sending in. And we are going to re- review them in due course. However, with this particular episode, we felt we needed a special guest. And we do have a special guest in, in the album club with us today. As you guys know, and we keep saying, we're just two humble guys from Blanta and Malawi. Or as we call ourselves, Blanta Goons. And as CJ keeps on saying and reminding you guys, this one's for the streets. So CJ, this one's for the streets again, right? Oh, Fad, you know, this is definitely for the streets, bro. This is definitely for the streets, <laughs> It's man. for the streets, man. It's for the streets of Blantyre City as well. The city that we love, the city that we grew up in, and the city that I always represent and, and hold dear to my heart. This particular guest that we've got in the album club today, he doesn't get the, the props and respect that he deserves, one, as a rapper, as an MC, and in my opinion, it's probably the best the best MC in Blantyre right about now, you know? Um... For those that don't know, he can drop a bar as easy as he can breathe, and he's nice with the foreign exchange. CJ, what are you saying, bro? Speaking to what you said, man, you know, this dude, personally for me, I think he's the coldest MC in the game right now. No question about it. You know, he gives you that real slick talk. You know, he spits that shit like real dudes feel, you know what I'm saying, man? Like, one of a kind, man. So, all the dudes who push beamers and benzes, you know, this part is for you today, man. Like... Like Fad said, man, this is Mr. Foreign Exchange, man. You know, from the whips. And what we're about to do is give him the props that I feel he deserves and that he's not getting right about now. And do you know what? It, it annoys me. It annoys me because when it comes to, to the lyrical content, to the game, to what he's to what he talks about, this guy's next level. This guy is right up there. This guy is the best MC in the game right now when it comes to Malawian hip hop. And you're about to find out why in just a minute. So, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Mr. Francis Chantunya, a.k.a. Black Isco. What do you say, my brother? Welcome to the Fats and Podcast. Thank you for having me here, man. Thank you. I mean, that's the kindest intro I've had in a while, bro. 
maybe ever. Uh, <laughs> nah, thanks, bro. Thanks. You know, we representing out here. We represent. This is Blanta. And, you know, I just do what I do. I just do what I do. I had to follow in some in some big footsteps. I mean, when I was coming up, this is, you're talking about when we were teenagers. I remember following one. Like, those were, that, that was the standard bearer back when, <laughs> back when we were starting out, you know. Like, that, that's, that's who I used to look up to and look at as, like, you know, this is where... I kind of need to elevate my game to, and you know, yeah, that's 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 kind of where we where I got my start. You know what? I really appreciate that, and and that does mean a lot to me, especially coming from the likes of you. Because, like I said, I've followed your journey, and and the the one thing that I will say is that I didn't give you enough props when it comes to, you know, to 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 what you were doing or what you still are doing as an MC, and that's my bad and. And I'm hoping that having you on this podcast, one, is just me showing you how much respect I've got for you as a, as a rapper, as a musician, as an MC, whatever you want to call it, but also as a person, man, because you're, you're, you're very different. And I think a lot of people struggle to embrace stuff that is different, especially coming from where we come from in Blansai and Malawi, and especially musically as well. I think we, we found that a lot coming up, but this is not about me. This is 100% about you and... But thank you so much. Those are very kind words, man. Like, and and just so you know, I still I'm still of the belief that you are not given enough praise or respect for for what you're doing and how talented you really are. I watched you guys come up, and you you and you in particular, um, you've always stood out to me as as one of the best. And I'm not just saying that because you're on my podcast. This is genuine, man. It's from the heart. So you know. I, I, I've got nothing but love and respect for you. And you know what? I'm going to go as far as saying I'm really proud of you, proud of the progression, proud of where you're going with it. And, and long may it continue, bro. Long may it continue. Hey, man. Uh, I was very emotional, bro. I was about to start crying, Fed. Sheesh. Hey. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I show you there, man. This goes go, go special, man. He's, he's one of them dudes, man. You, you just watch his come up. His come up has been pretty ill, man. And like for me, like every time I listen to him, I just know this this guy is a real student of the game. You know what I'm saying? But that you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny for me. I was I was talking about it to you. Like, I don't think this podcast will get muted. I don't think we'll get canceled. You know what I'm saying? And then like you know, like this 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 morning when I'm at work and shit, I'm like I'm going through my IG real quick. You know, going up and down, and then I see I see Isco's page. My man Isco, man, why why are you calling out the boss ladies, boss? <laughs> you know, I'm not really calling out the boss ladies because boss ladies do exist, but there's like a layer beneath them. I don't want to. I don't even want to say beneath them because that kind of sounds like I'm demeaning them. But it's like there's there's a certain group who are kind of it's fronting like if if it were if it were guys and guys who are being um their lifestyles being subsidized by someone else they would be called out and that's kind of no doubt about it yeah that's 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 what i'm saying you know and that's why that Edith gondwe uh what was it the the article is important 
It's because there's some people who pretend that they're going through life as if they're the they're the main um, pusher of what they're doing. Yeah, they're, 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 they're the main force behind their lifestyle. Meanwhile, it's being subsidized by someone else. And that's fine. I, I have no problem with that in itself. But when you try to act like it's you, that's what that's my aim. That's my main problem, bro. Like it, it's all fine. There's no problem with that. Like, man, I would do that for a, a, a chick that you know I'm invested in, right? Oh no doubt. But, but if you if you behave like it's all you, and then you're acting like you're an independent, you're not independent if someone else is the pusher behind what you're doing. That's not independence. So that's that's my only thing with it. No, I feel I feel you there, fat. But you know, you know, you know, you know, like the, the lifestyle's deep. You know, what I'm saying you can't <laughs> knock the hustle. The honey said, like, you know, you're not a boss lady until you get your car fixed and you got Wi-Fi at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are goon levels, man, as we like to call it. But um, <laughs> maybe you should look at uh, at getting Esco in relationships five. You know what I mean? But um, but no, the thing is, like that that that's the realness we like. You know, th- thanks again for being in the album club, fam. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we we got we got the legendary Black Isco on in the album club. That's true. We've got the legendary Black Isco in the album club in the in the TLSD album club. If we're gonna be specific, sorry, nearly fumbled there, CJ. <laughs> um, so for those that don't know. You know, starting off from your original alias, Frankie the One. <laughs> Do you remember those days? Um, who is Black Isco? For sure. Um, Frankie the One. You know, that was a Matrix reference, right? Uh, I was saying to the people and to myself that I am, you know, that guy that's read through the the matrix that we're living in you know like there's a, a structure there's a model that we're supposed to live within and what i was saying is i am that guy who's showing you that you know there's possibilities outside of what you have been told you know there's there's stuff outside of the parameters you know that you've been given and that that was my that was my whole thing that I'm like I'm like I'm like Neo in the Matrix, you know. I'm I'm trying to show people what is actually possible, and I feel that that's still part of my persona. But when I went to the Black Isco, you know, my name is Francisco, so we we just took the 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 France out of it and just left the Isco and Black because you know I'm I'm black and it's it's. It's a little less about me being the protagonist, I suppose, and it's more just about, you know, it's still kind of about showing people what is possible, but it's not like I am the only one. There are other people. That's that's kind of my mindset now with the with the the moniker of Black Isco. There there are others. There are others, but I'm still I'm still a beast. That's, that's kind of where we are with that. We, I'm still a beast, but, you know, 
we have we have others it's not just one anomaly you know and, and that's something that i absolutely love you know especially as a rapper i think it's really really important that you've got to be be confident in your ability as as an mc um, and have an air of cockiness about you as well because what's the point otherwise you know less is more i'm a firm believer in that but that whole that whole less is more mindset can also be you can also put that out in, in, in such a powerful and, and cocky and confident sort of way, which I believe is something that's very needed, you know. So I admire that as a very, very admirable, uh, admirable trait. For sure. For sure. Oh, no, 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 no doubt. No doubt. But no fat, you know, for, for the listeners, man, I still want Black Isco to explain who exactly is a Black Isco. Like I said, there's, there's young bulls and there's old heads who listen to this part too, and they probably want to listen to your music after this joint. You know what I'm saying? So, who is Black Isco? Rapper, producer, singer, writer. That's who I am, man. From a town called Blanta. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't even know if I talk about who I am, I'm someone who's trying to propel the culture forward that is basically what i'm trying to do in all facets and that's you know that's why i'm i'm probably one of the most i don't want to give myself too much props but i need to give myself my props uh i'm one of the most versatile i'm one of the most versatile cats out here definitely man definitely and and, and you, you know you know you know i'm happy you said you're one of the most versatile cats because one of the first questions I want to ask you really is like, when you were growing up, like who like really like inspired you to just like pick up your pen and you know just start writing bars first and foremost. You know what I mean? I don't even know how old you were like when you fell in love with with the game with rap and everything. But you know, Dude. you get to that point where you start like listening to rap heavy. You know what I mean? And like was Dude, was there like inspirations that like really smacked you in the face and made you like Man. Yeah, pick up the pen? When I tell you this stuff was with me from birth, I really mean that. Like, hmm, I'm a last born in my family, right? So there's recordings from my childhood. Like even from before my own memories, right? Like when I was like one, two, three years old. And it's where... This and that. Those are a couple of my first words outside of mom and dad, right? A couple of my first words were this and that. You want to know why? Ain't nothing but a G thing. It's like this and like that and like this and uh, it's Come like on, that man. and like this and like that and uh, those were a couple of my first words. All time, you know? <laughs> I was like one years old. And there's a, there's one video I really want to I want to find this tape I know it's somewhere in my crib in my parents' crib uh, where one of my older brothers when I was three years old I'm like running on top of the coffee table and he's like Yo Francis rap because he knew I like to rap since I was three years old that's one of the things I've been I've been about it. But when I can tell you when I started writing my own raps, like not just uh, rehearsing or, you know, reciting what was on TV, I was probably 11, probably 10 or 11. 
this is around the time I remember 50 Cent was blowing up. I think Nelly was in the mix. And my older brother, Noel, had burnt me a, a couple of CDs. He burnt me... <laughs> this is back when niggas were burning MP3 CDs. He had... There were these two CDs. I remember there was a... There was a Most Deaf plus Nas CD. And then there was a Talib Kweli plus Jay-Z CD. It was like he was giving me... The underground cats plus the commercial rappers, right? And from those two discs, like it was, we had the the, the Talib, there was the uh, Reflection Eternal, there was, the, yeah, there was the Reflection Eternal album, there was, I think Quality was on that as well, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the whole album, and then uh, with with the with the Jigger, it was from Reasonable Doubt up to I think Blueprint Two. Was it Blueprint Two? It should have been Blueprint Two because Black Album wasn't out yet. And then with the with the other Most Deaf, it was Black on both sides. I think the Black Star album was on that as well. And then. Uh, a new danger was on that, and then everything from Illmatic to I think Godson, if I'm not wrong, I think Godson had come out, but yeah, I think Godson came out before. What was it? Blue? I don't. I can't really. I can't quite remember, but I know that the Blueprint Two wasn't on the out on the other disc, but it was those four MCs that I kind of that kind of inspired me to start writing my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that's definitely it. Ooh, and then he, <laughs> there was also the Lord Willing album. I can't remember. He had, there was a third disc, but it had Lord Willing. Yeah, it had Lord Willing on it. It had, I think, um, the LL Cool J Goat album on it. Uh, yeah, there, there was a third disc, and I think there was some some Nelly on that as well. Uh, maybe country gap country grandma and nellyville but yeah i remember though there was those three discs that he burned for me and uh, yeah that's kind of where you know you you got you, you know you gotta have the nelly and uh, the nellyville and the country grammar because you know you know that sure. you know the era the that era you're you 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 pay the, the picture you're painting of that era right now like you know we we grew up in that shit you know what i'm saying and, and from sure. the sounds of it it sounds like you know like your big bros really put you on this this rap shit. Isn't nah, it? You know what I'm saying? nah, for sure, for sure, for sure. You know, I feel that a lot. It's very, very so many similarities between yourself and I. My my big brother's one that got me into hip hop and rap as well. For me, it was you know it was Will Smith. You know, as much as the boys sometimes take the piss out of me, nah, it's for real, bro. Like he's one of those for me, inspirational, and one of my greatest. You know, one of, for me, one of the greatest, greatest of all time for me. The first album that i asked my parents to buy for me was big willie style Dude, and, and you know like again man this is, this is why this is the album club man because we, we talk about the shit we, we grew up and love listening to you know what i'm saying because dog like even that era man i was uh, you remember i was listening to like cisco enter the dragon you remember and then then we, we got into like nelly country grammar and then after that like guys started getting serious because after that that, that point we're listening to like jay-z volume three you know nas domatic all that stuff you know so that picture you painted is ill, fam, because, you know, like, the actual question we're, we're actually going to ask you after that was, like, 
what were the albums that like really inspired you to start becoming an artist, not just an MC, but you know, an artist now, you know what I mean? Like a guy who acts, a lyricist, a guy who actually yeah. makes music. You understand what I'm saying? Like what? Yeah. Any albums I in particular? Think, I think the first album that really made me, you know, want to pursue it and it reflects in what I do right now, being a rapper slash producer, college dropout. That was, I think, the first album that made me want to be a rapper, for sure. It was it, College Dropout and I think Get Rich or Die Trying, but Get Rich to a lesser extent because, you know, 50 was, uh, you know, he was more of a street dude. So it was still in that era of like, you know, this guy has lived a life that maybe you have not really lived but you can observe and you can appreciate. But when it came to Kanye, it was like, I know Kanye because he, he made This Can't Be Life from the Dynasty album. That's where I, I kind of knew him from. You know, like this is, I had an interest in music. Like I was checking the liner notes, checking who the producers were. And then when he came with his own album and he wasn't a street dude, he was someone who had lived a life comparable to my own at that time. I mean, I was, I was still like 11 or 12, but this is someone that had completed high school and had gone off to college and that college dropout album. I mean, that was like so much of my own. I could relate to so much of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man, you you could relate to so much of that. And he had done kind of what I wanted to do, you know. Uh, I I had the tape, yeah, you know. I, I, this this is back when tapes were still a thing. Uh, I had the tape, and I put it in my mom's car, and it was like what I would play on the way to school. And on the way back to school, my mom would, my mom was cool. You know, like when I think about it, like, before, before you were like, uh, uh, you know, mom's uptight. What, what. But when I think about her letting me play that album, an uncensored album, <laughs> like my mom was actually kind of cool, you know. <laughs> Thing is, sometimes I don't think our very African parents actually realized uh, how, that the nature of the music we're actually listening to and how, how, how explicit it actually was n-bombs there were f's and this and that and the other I remember so many times my dad saying to me like right you're gonna you're gonna put your tape on and you're like okay then you know what i mean it was just <laughs> i will tell you, you, you know, the you first know. time the first time i heard my mom swear was because of the college dropout album like i think last call for, for, i don't know how but you know, I think this is maybe the first time we let it get to last call. Like, you know, it's, it's a pretty, it's a lengthy album, right? So the school run would typically be over before it got to that side of the album. And I think she she had let it play when she was coming to pick me up from school and last call was on. And then I think, you know, you know there's that, there's that, uh, <laughs> I was shopping my demo. I was trying to shine. Let's, Every motherfucker told me that I couldn't rhyme. And then she 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 pulls up. I'm going. I'm walking to the car. I get in, and then she's like, 
you're listening to this music that says uh, motherfucker. I'm like, whoa, shit. I didn't even know you can, I didn't even know you can swear, man. <laughs> yo, yo, Isco, Isco, you, you, know, you, you, you know, that's funny about that story, though. You know, that's really funny about that story, though. Because last uh-huh. call, it starts with Jay-Z, like, yo, fuck you, Kanye, you fuck, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? for real. And, and the thing is, because, you know, like, in uh, when we used to go to Saints, what was it like? We had to get to school at 7, right? Yeah. So like every 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 day it was my mom who dropped me off. So when I yeah. was coming up, I'd be listening to, to Jay Z, right? Hove. But I'd be listening yeah. to the blueprint. So my mom we're in the car, we're listening to the blueprint all the time. And you know that's what yeah. I really realized, like Jay Z cusses a lot, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z cusses a yeah. lot, bro. Yeah. You don't realize it too, you're in the until you're yeah, in the car with your, you're, with your parents. You're in the yeah. with your parents and you, you, just, you, just, you just get mad uncomfortable, man. No, but you know, the, the, the ill thing is like, I, at the same time, I, I know the old vibing, you know what I mean? I, I think those are the old vibing at the same time, you know? Because yeah, that yeah, music keeps sure. people young too, you know what I mean? So they, they want to know what the for kids sure. are listening to as well, you understand what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. And again, man, that's why it's the album club, man. This is how we just try to kick it, lay back, you know, just talk about our favorite shit. But you know, let's go... Um, <clears throat> Delving into you as an artist now, you know what I'm saying? When did you, um, you said like 10, 11, right? So when did you like really become serious about like this music thing? Well, there's a couple periods in my life, you know. Um, I think if you're talking about being serious with it, probably right after, right after high school when I'm like 18, 19, Around that time is when I made, I think, my first mixtape. At this point, it was it was something that I wanted to, to 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 pursue at a higher level than just you know house music and and that right. So I made a mixtape. I think when I was around eighteen or nineteen, and that was my first experience making, you know, music independently. Uh, it sucked, and then I made a I made a second I made a second mixtape, and that was a little bit better. I think that one was called the Illumination. Yeah, I remember that one. Can you talk me through the way in which it was produced, the production that you that you did on it? Yeah, at that point in time, uh, Fruity Loops had like you know it, it had come about, and I had made the beats on Fruity Loops, and I didn't have a microphone. And there was a guy up the street that I knew had a lab. His name happened to be Johnny Wills. Uh, he, he lived up the street from, you know, from, from my parents. So um, went to him and I was like, yo, I've got this, I've got this material. I want to, you know, I want to record. And yeah, we ended up working from there. That That's kind of how we struck up our relationship. Uh, we, I, I was there recording the Illumination mixtape and you know uh yeah we, we we locked in for a couple of weeks um i think he had cubase he was working with cubase i think he was the only guy i knew who was working with cubase everyone else was still like a a a, a fruity loops or fl studio it wasn't even fl studio that time no no for me what i like about it is the way you've you've grown as as a as a musician as a whole 
from what you learned then to what you're doing now. So, you know, shout out to you, man. Mad, mad respect for that. What Isco, what Isco said there was like, he um, started when he was 18. That's the thing, though, because like, you know, I've been peeping Isco's game for a long time, you know, like how you came up as an MC, you know, like how your pen game got better, you know what I mean? So um, I, w- I wish I could talk about like all the freestyles you were dropping or all the mixtapes you were doing. That was that was pretty ill. That was legit, man, because that, that took a lot of balls to do. But then, you know, like um, <clears throat> we get to like circa 2018 now, right? So we're looking at what? La Lingua Franca, right? Yeah. Yeah, Lingua Franca, 2018. Yeah. So at that point, like me personally, me personally, because, you know, like if you ask all these dudes, like, I can recite you like all my favorite MCs bars, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just that dude who just loves bars, you know what I mean? So at that point, I'm I'm like seeing you develop like as a true, true, true MC in the game. Like, yo, this guy is really listening to his shit. But the thing that I the thing that I noticed, and everyone can peep it on the streams, there's 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 a gap between 2018 and 2020, right? So on on no hook, you actually said that I gave I gave them lingua franca, and they said I was too woke. So that gap that happened there, what we wanted to know was like, was that you taking time off the game to like look at yourself as an MC and reconstruct yourself, or was it like pretty much like you just had shit to do? Because that line really caught us off guard. We're like, okay, there's a gap here from lingua franca to no more excuses yeah for me it really caught me off guard um especially because your development as an mc as a rapper and the trajectory that you were on was so phenomenal and impressive and i just felt oh come on don't like i was a bit disappointed if i'm honest um and i just felt don't give up on us like that man and in fact the thing is the thing is we just wanted to pinpoint out the 2018 to 2020 you see what i'm saying is 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 that gap in between? You know what I mean. Like, uh, but I mean the 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 Fra- the, the Lingo Franca album is is ill. You know what I'm saying. It's a fucking ill joint. But it's like after that, you just took that gap off. You know. I yeah. just wanted to know your mind frame in that situation. Like, what was going on? You know. I'll be honest with you. I had quit. It was like I had put out this album where I felt like I was speaking about so many ills in the society, so many things wrong with our politics, so many things wrong with, uh, you know, even personal interactions. And, you know, I had put my heart into a lot of what I was talking about. And the response was good. Like, retrospectively, you know, I hadn't put out music in six years or anything. And when I look back at it, people gave me was it was kind of what should have been you know should have been given to to, to someone who's put out a, a decent body of work but it 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 was it wasn't really resonating with the people that i thought it should have been resonating with right so yeah um i had kind of hung up the mic to an extent uh but what had happened in 2019, <laughs> I, I met this kid, LNS. His name's Sako. Um, but he he was he was such an ill producer. He was in he was in essay at 
at some point uh, at UCT and he had come home for a holiday. Uh, uh, homie's younger brother, right? And, uh, you know, I, I'd gone to, I'd gone to their studio just to, you know, just, just to kick it. And what he did in front of me, like he made a beat in front of me and I had never seen that done before. Like before that, people would give me like, oh yeah, give me a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll give you something. And then this dude made something right in front of me and it, it hit some kind of funny spark. Yeah. And he made the beat in front of me and it kind of kicked off some competitive thing in my mind. And I started to make a hook in front of him. And there was this song called Energy we put out together. So he made the beat in like 15 minutes. So I'm like, I'm okay, I'm under pressure to now make some lyrics. And I made a hook and a verse in about, yeah, we, we made the song in about an hour. And yeah, man, like from there, watching him work made me say, okay, I think I can do this again. I think I can start making music again. And that's how I made the No More Excuses album. And it was basically off of that. It was like, I'd, I had been like, eh, you know, people are really feeling me. What, 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 all that. And I was like, you know what? Nah, nah, I can't make any more excuses for myself. Let me just jump back into the music thing. And that, yeah, that's basically how it happened. No, 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 definitely, man. And uh, yeah, shout out to Sako, man. Sako is a real ill producer, man. Trust me, I, I know, I know how nice Sako is. But that's that's pretty much twenty. That's twenty twenty right there, right? Yeah. So, so no more excuses. That was pretty much you in a nutshell, saying literally, there's no more excuses, right? That was me speaking to myself. Yeah, for sure. That was me saying, you know what? I can't, I can't be here out like you know, uh, people aren't feeling this or that, and you know. I, I, yeah, it was just no more excuses. I, I can't give myself any more excuses as to not make music because I feel like this is something that's deep within me and it's something that gives me life and all that. And I was like, you know what? I can't be here saying that and yeah, no, I'm not going to do this when it's something that actually gives me my, you know, uh, kind of my purpose in life. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think you find as well as an artist, um, you go through a phase where you feel like you're putting in all this work and getting nothing back for me, at least in terms of, of a response from from the people that you want to be responding. Um, and you almost feel like giving up. And then suddenly the penny drops and it's almost that I don't give a fuck sort of mindset where it's a form of expression for me and I'm going to continue doing what I what I do because I believe that I'm good at what I do. Did you find that that was a sort of mind mindset that you were in? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I remember distinctly what had happened was someone had critiqued my music, saying like the the beats are whack, and then I was like, okay, all right, okay, you feel like the beats are whack, all right, fine, fair enough, and then. I spent a, a bit of time studying, you know, what what songs were popping. I was like, you know, okay, I can make I can make this. 
And from there, it was like, okay, let me just let me just keep dropping. Let me keep dropping, and, and come with come with the heat that you thought I couldn't bring. And yeah, from there it was just once I had figured out how to make dope beats, I was like, you know, I, I'm not letting up. And that in turn, I think, spurs you on differently. It's almost like it's like you, you, you enter beast mode and it's just game over. Do you know what I mean? CJ, what are you saying, bro? No, uh, no, no, definitely, man. Because, uh, I mean, that's because that's when we get no more excuses. And, you know, like, I won't lie to you, fam. Like, set it up is like one of my favorite tunes from you. You know what I mean? Everything is better when you level up. You know what I mean? Like, um, the whole, the all summer joint. Yeah. You know the line. You know the line. Yeah, on, hard you know knock life. I just want to do numbers. Uh, pull, pull up in that thing, like, hold it on, on the, the volume. volume two cover, man. You know, For right. sure. And that's what I really mean with no more excuses. I recorded that joint in a closet. <laughs> that, the whole album was made in a closet, bro. You know, that's what, it's cool. that's what I love about you as an MC, though. It's because, like, you're able to, like, regain your, your confidence and do that thing. But another another dope thing about you and the, the growth really I've seen with you is like, you know, the vision and perspective you have in your raps. And the reason I say that is because like when, when you rap, you know, you, you give it from a Blantyre guy's perspective. You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm. like you, you, you come from like a dude who came from BTs. You spit like a guy who came from BTs. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't spit like yeah. a guy who like, came from the States or like a Malawian trying to be from a guy from, no, 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 no. You, you know, you yeah. know, your slang, you know, your lingo, you know, my man be using words like Adams in his, in his bars and stuff. You know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> when you know, like, yeah, yo, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy knows who he is. And my question for you is like, you feel that's how you have to be authentic too. You know what I mean? Like just, just keep it a real as well. You know what I mean? Like just as an MC, mm. especially a guy from Blanta, you know, just a, mm give people that perspective because when i listen to you i i hear the aspiration in your bars and i hear like the like um the type of influence you can give to other people coming from where we come from you understand what i'm saying so yeah and i'm just gonna add as well sorry um we, we are we are blantyre guys through and through and we've been fortunate fortunate enough with the upbringing that we've had and not really seen struggle in that sort of way However, that, that, that doesn't mean that we are, we are none the wiser to the fact that there is struggle out there. Um, we, we, I, I guess we were in some, in some way sheltered from it, um, which again, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that I had, uh, we had, we, I had a great, a, a good upbringing. One thing I have noticed about you, Wisco, is you don't really rap in Chichewa, which um, I feel these days from the, the Malawian hip hop and rap that I've, I've listened to seems to be the norm. Is there a reason behind that? And just to add as well, I also feel like that might be one of the reasons why you don't get the the respect that you deserve as a as a rapper in in the Malawian hip hop scene in general. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, there's a very simple reason why I don't do that. It's because I don't sound good when I do it. I can do it, but it doesn't sound dope when I do it. You know, I I have actually I have th th like. I'll put it like this. There's maybe a hundred songs I record every year, right? And 
there's a few where I do that and it just doesn't sound authentic. So that's why I don't really put it out like that, you know. Until I get to a point where, you know, it, it's it's really authentic. You know, there's a few songs where I'll throw a Chichewa bar in there, but it's because it's, it's, it sounds like it's still me, right? Yeah, and I guess it fits. Exactly, you know, yeah. But there are times where... You know, I've done it, but it, it, it just doesn't sound like it's me. So that's the reason why I haven't done it. To me, I give you lots of respect for that because you know what your strengths are and where your qualities lie. And you're not just going to conform to to what people what, what people want to hear just for the sake of it. You know, you stick to what you believe in and, and you just you continue to deliver. The sad thing about that, in my opinion, I believe that's... That's that's one of the reasons why you know it's a shame that that it's a shame that that's one of the reasons why in my opinion again that you're you're not given the respect again like I said that you you deserve as a as a rapper and MC in in the in the Blantyre scene as well as the Malawian hip hop scene. What are your thoughts on that? No, it could it could be that it could be that. Uh, I don't know. It, it it for me it's it, it's here and there because. Uh, maybe they won't embrace you as like a hometown hero because you spit the Chichewa bars and, oh, sorry, you don't spit the Chichewa bars and all that. But there's some people I've seen who can go without that and they're still embraced. Like, uh, with, I have to drop a name, uh, with like uh, Hazy Angola. He's been embraced, even though I don't think he, he doesn't really have. Um, bars in Chichoa at all I don't think like the first time he did was maybe last year in a in a freestyle um, besides that there aren't really I mean there, there there are people who do do who do have you know Chichoa bars but it's 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 not really that I don't I don't know I I can't I couldn't really tell you what it actually is I mean, uh, that's why uh, you still got me on the podcast, though, man. Look, man, uh, like Kara said, man, a dope MC is a dope MC with or without a record deal. All can't see, you know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. no, the boy just goes, he's an ill MC. There's no question about it, man. Like you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even stress. You know, it's just that sometimes, man, like this is this is this is high quality rap we're talking about, man. This is highbrow music, fam. You know, so some people. Don't like to look at the art that way, and I, I I get it, man. Coming coming from Blantyre too, I, I get it sometimes. But like, uh, you should never doubt yourself in any way, man. You you're one of the coldest from Blantyre that I know, man. Everything that I've heard, and I you know I keep my ear close to the streets. Everything I heard, man, easily easily top two for me right now, man. I'm gonna go as far as saying in Blantyre right about now, the best. Simple as that. Now we 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 have to. We have to get to the real thing, you know. We have to get to the real thing. We have to get to the real thing, because this this Carpet Noctum is actually the first album we're putting into the album club right now. That this album is a classic. Okay, you can you can bump this album in the whip. You can play this album with your honey. You can go deep with it and just look for metaphors and punchlines and similes all day in this thing. You can listen to this album on a Friday and a Sunday. 
pretty much you can listen to it the whole week, bro. You understand what I'm saying? And not only that, man, this al- this album is wavy. It's, it's a wavy album, man. You know what I'm saying? It just it, it floats. You know, like for me, I, I love currency, man. I love I love I love the jet life. You know what I'm saying? Like it gives it gives me that Jetson vibe, you know. But at the same time, you know, the album is still aspirational. It's introspective. It, it it actually takes me back to like volume three Jay-Z when like you got an MC at the peak of his powers and he understands what's going on around him. You know what I'm saying? Even even the artwork, you know what I'm saying? The artwork, you can see the artwork, the, the, the bland ties right there, you know what I'm saying? And you know, like before I let Isco even take over, because you know, like it's, it's so dope to have the artist actually talk to us about the album he made, but Isco, man. To know yourself, you got to step in the furnace. Testing your conviction, that's the essence of learning. We took a risk and we trebled our earnings. Now the pedals we step on are German. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hold up one sec. The, the pedals we step on are German. Wow. Hang on. Isco, bro, you've got to deliver that for us first, man. Come on. All right. Let me make sure I don't mess this up. Okay. Uh to know yourself, you have to step in the furnace, testing your conviction. That's the essence of learning. We took a risk and we trebled our earnings. Now the pedals that we step on are German. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes, this is what I'm talking about. If enough said, if you don't know, now you know. It's a bland side state of mind. Just wow. Fed, fed, fed. And this, this, this is why I said it's like it's an aspirational album. It's introspective, you know. It's it's lyrical at the same time. And Esco, uh, this is this is the opening track, by the way. This is Carpet Noctum. Yeah. You know, the the album name is yeah. Carpet Noctum, and that's the album we're putting into the album club. Yeah. But Esco, man, um, because we we've gone through your whole growth development. So I got like two questions in one for you. Like, yeah. First off, do you feel like on this album, like your pen game actually took another level, and What's in your mind when you're like just making these type of bars sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Because you're a real vivid dude, dude. All right. Um, with this with this project, I did feel like, yeah, I I did take it up another level. It was it was something that I had uh, written and rewritten, and you know, scraped the bars off and then wrote again. And it, especially with the with the title track, I think I had written that song maybe two or three times because I was trying to convey a, a message and I wanted to make sure that I was on point with it. And you know, in in terms of it being my uh, my pen game stepping up, yeah, for sure. I wanted to I wanted to show that, that I'm at a level beyond what I was before, right? And in terms of the the mindset, it was, you know, we, 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 were, we were stuck in a place where, you know, there, there was no growth for a long time. And at some point we were like, hey, you know what? Let's try something that we haven't done before like let's work with people we've never worked with before and uh at the end of the day it 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 ended up you know 
being profitable and you know being better than what, what anything we had we had tried before and you know it, it ended up reflecting in what i was saying because it was the truth you know you're talking about co- collaborations now as well because like mm. from the previous projects i know you collaborated but i don't think your collaborators like as as dense or as heavy as you did on this project but you yeah. did it in an ill way as well you know what i'm saying you know the first the first like Two tracks I wanted to mention. There's three tracks, but two tracks I wanted to mention in particular right now. There's, yeah. Uh, this dream is that, and then there's uh, this hush. You know, that was you collaborating. Like, what made you feel like you needed to like collaborate more on this album? Because you know, you could have Jake called it and just been like, "Yo, I'm gonna keep doing this mm. thing by myself." But obviously, yeah. you, you you introduce more people into your space. Yeah. What was the reason for that, man? I just felt like, you know, when you have people with you, they can they can point you in directions that you didn't think that you could go in, you know, and that's that's the main reason. It was, you know, I just wanted to try new stuff. You know, um, like my previous two albums, I think I only had one feature on each, right? I think on Lingua Franca, Kananji was the only feature, and then on. Uh, no more excuses. I think it was deal dub, and uh, on this one, I just wanted to take it in different directions. So, what I was doing, right, when I was making the beats for this album, I would play them on Instagram, and then my features, the guys who featured on the, the album, they were the guys who commented on, you know, the the Insta stories. They were like, "Oh, yo, throw this my way." And that's kind of how the, the, the collabs happened, you know, um, like with uh, with uh, Dream in particular. Backpack was like, hey, dude, this is, this is some heat. Make something to it. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So I wrote, I, I wrote a verse and I wrote a, a hook to the beat I had made. And yeah, I sent it, I sent it to Backpack. And then I wasn't really satisfied with the singing I did myself. So I I spoke to Tawanda. I was like, Yo, dude, there's this, there's this song and this is how the hook goes. Can you come in and, you know, lay the vocals for that? And that's how that happened. As for, for Hush, similar fashion, similar fashion with uh, OG Batman. Is um is that Trapper? Yeah, yeah, that's Trapper. What a guy, man! Shout out to Trapper. Ah, that's guy. He's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, man. Trapper's ill. Trapper. Yeah, who's now OG Bab, man? Um. Yeah, it was one of those like I had I had made the beat and I had I had written a hook and I felt like yeah he would have lended his voice well to it. Like yeah no like it was it was one of those things I was like I was, I made the song and I was like you know what this, this needs it needs him on it so I, I I talked to him like dude there's this beat there's this song uh, do you feel like you could you know jump on it and <laughs> yeah he obliged this is that's pretty much how it happened you know I, I, it was very it was very informal with with every feature on this even with amen like all those guys it was 
just you know i i put the beat out i yeah, that's pretty much how every feature happened i just put the beat out and then the guys who liked it they jumped on it that that's pretty much how it happened that's the old thing for me man it's like it's, it's, it's those kind of beats because I, I told you this this album floats this album is like so wavy so melodic but you know one thing i want you to tell the listeners is like you're pretty responsible for like all the production on this album, right? Like that was all you, right? Yeah. For the most part, outside of, uh, the title track that was, that was LNS, that was Sako. Um, and I think he had made it in, yeah, I think it was 2019 when he made it. And, you know, I had that beat for a while and what had happened was I was like, how can I feed off the energy of this beat? and try and make something that kind of fits into the mold of that uh you know that that kind of creates that the the atmosphere for the album so it, it was based off of that track that he gave me and yeah man every every other song every other song on the album i did produce like yeah the other nine songs i i produced myself but it was it was based off that feeling so my man is cool. Isco. Yeah. You know, like, uh, the, the thing is where we, we spoke about the production and we, we spoke briefly about the collabs, man, but first, yeah. first and foremost, please shout out all the collab- collaborators on this album. I, I want them to get their love first before we get into this topic. Alright, for sure, for sure. Uh, who do we have, man? We've got Tawanda, we've got Backpack, we've got Ali Rose, we've got Jasmine, there's, uh, Kananji, Dio Dub, OG Badman. I hope I'm not missing anyone out. I think that's everybody. I think that's everybody. And then, of course, LNS with the production. Yeah. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. It's cool, man. You, you told me a funny story. It's like, because Ali Rose, you and him have featured a lot together. And on this album, he, yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's, got, he's got a few features on this joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But. The funny thing is, you you said you've never met him before. <laughs> we've never met. Nah, we've never met. It's crazy, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. It was one. It was one of those things. Like, I liked his music. He liked mine. And then, yeah, we just we ended up exchanging numbers somehow on on Twitter, I think. And yeah, from there, you know, he's like, was it even music at first? I can't remember. Like, I think. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't even music at first. It was one of those things like, um, I was trying to get my shit together. I think at the time, like, I was trying to move out of my parents' house, and like, he had already moved out, and he was like showing me the ropes. I think he was like, yeah, yeah, you just need to get this. You need to get yeah furniture, what, 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 and then yeah, it was just one of the things on Twitter, like. I've, we've never met but he was just one of those dudes that like just helped me out and then from there i think we started making music together like after we checked each other out like in terms of the the artistry yeah i think i think that's how it happened no that's no that's a, that, no that's just a crazy story for me because like like i was telling you man it, it, sometimes it feels like chemistry is built in the lab you know what i'm saying and if you if, if two of the scientists yeah. start together in the lab, how yeah. do you build the chemistry? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, man. Like for everybody else, I think 
I think apart from Kananji, I think, yeah, Kananji is probably the only other one that uh, we worked before we met and then we met. And then, yeah, we had one collab before we met. And then since then, every other, every other collaboration we've had is after we had met. Yeah, God, yeah, God, bro. It, it, it just blows my mind when you tell me that. I mean, that means you, you do the special, man. You are, uh, we're definitely gonna have to wait for that collaboration project, no question about it, fam. Because the, the chemistry I've seen between you dudes on these tracks, like, come on, and how have you never met each other? <laughs> Crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel you on that. I, I know, definitely, man. I, I, I couldn't tell you how it, it works, but. It works. It works. No, 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 no. Too, too ill, fam. And then, you know, the thing is, like, we, we talk about you being a producer. And shout out to all, everyone who collaborated on this album, man. This, I want the listeners to know it's, like, one of my favorite albums right now. So please peep this yeah, joint. Thanks, man. But now, you know, like, you know, you know, like, you know, you, you heard all the, all the questions Fad's Fad been asking. He's, like, the producer guy, you know. With me, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like the, the, the hip-hop head dude, the MC guy. I'm like, yo, that was my favorite bar type dude. Yeah. But um, talking about collaborating. So, amen, man. Mm-hmm. I'm here to do it big, amen. Yeah. So, I'm assuming you guys weren't in the studio when you wrote it, but my, 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 my main question is like, was there any competition when it came to making Amen, because you know when I when I hear like Kink and Angie saying blowing halos in the sky for all the demons on my conscience, you know what I mean? I'm like, Ooh, that was hey, that was a bar, bro. I'm that like, was okay, serious. I'm like, okay, guys, 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 pens were stepping up, and and the reason I say this too because uh, I want to say a uh, shout out to uh, I think Ali Rose as well because he flipped his flow on this thing too. Yeah, even, uh, yeah, for uh, sure. D.O. Dub, D.O. Dub came too, mm. like, real nice with the flow yeah. as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, like, you know, you make these collaborations. How was, was the competition fierce? Well, guys chilled, or was it more like, yo, I, I need to get this dude on the track real quick just to, let, just to let guys know I'm still nice, you know what I mean? Oh, with with uh, Amen, it was another one of those where, like, I shared the track on my Instagram, maybe the, the, the beat itself, right? And, um... Again, it was dudes telling me they want to jump on it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I have a rule, right? When I do collaborations, it's especially in that vein, right? Where I'm the one who's the guy who made the song or the beat or whatever. I write my verse and whatever I write, that's what I'm sticking with, right? And then I send it to these dudes with the um with the kind of the mission statement of the song right like what the 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 topic is going to be so yeah that that that, that's basically it like i know who i'm going to invite so i write what i feel will be strongest (laughs) but yeah that's that's pretty much it if they if they come with fire i can't now, like, hey, I need to go rewrite my shit. They're like, oh, no, 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 that's that's not fair to them. So, you know, 
that's kind of how I roll with. Oh, it. oh hold on, it's, it's not fair. To, it's uh, come on, I you know as a purist, you know sometimes it's like hey, you know like I had to had to go back to the crib and rewrite the verse. You know what I mean? Nah, nah, nah. I can't. I can't do that. Nah, nah, nah. I can't. I mean, so it's you like just, you just, just sticking with the same same verse, even even though you know like man might have barred you up that day. You know. Yeah, man. Because it's not fair if I if <laughs> if I send you my verse. And then you send me back your shit, and it's, and it's better than me. But then I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, I need to go back. Nah, nah, that, that's that's kind of whack, bro. I, I I can't do it, man. <laughs> like, I, the most I can do is like, um, I'll re-record my verse and like just put just a bit more flavor on, on the words. But I can't I can't now change the words because. I feel I feel like that's cheating, bro. I don't, I don't know, but it just feels like cheating. Wow, fair enough to you, man. That's some next level respect, you know. So let me so let me get this straight then. So like you, you're like you're like hove in the studio and like M drops that verse on Renegade. You're like, I I'm a chill, you know. Just... <laughs> cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean, pretty much, bro. Like I knew what I was getting myself into. Like I invited this beast onto the. I know what this nigga is capable of. So if I didn't come correct the first time, then if if I hear your verse and then change mine, I don't. Know, it just feels like cheating. I don't know. I, just, I don't know how to how to put it exactly, but it it feels like I'm cheating if I do that. Like yeah. I, I, I hear you, and then I uh, nah nah. I don't know. It just it just sounds like cheating to me. Nah, fam, you 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 you're a good dude, man. You're a good dude. There's, <laughs> there's, I know I, I I know from stories that I heard. There's a lot of MCs that like rewrote their verses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I, I think I, I think, I think LL LL rewrote uh, like rewrote his verse after he heard like Biss's lines. Yeah, he did. Yeah. When LL and Cannabis were on the same track, LL was like, nah, fuck this, man. Nah. <laughs> Shorty ain't trying to kill me right now, my old shit. You yeah. know what I mean? No, yeah. but no, that, that, that's dope to hear. And um, I'm not trying to say, like, uh, anyone got killed. Because I, I think, like, on that track, like, it was perfection. It was mad precision. I think everyone came on the track, like, on point. The only reason I was asking that question is just to just to know, like, when you're in the room with those type of dudes, like, this. Does does your ear peak up? Does you know you know like yeah. does the pen get sharper? You know what I mean? Yeah, I will put it like this: like if we were on someone else's beat, for instance, and we're all in the room and we're all supposed to write a sixteen, I'm definitely gonna be thinking about what next man is gonna. I know like okay, Kananji can do this. I know Dio Dub can do this. I know Ali Rose can do this. Let me try pen the best verse that I can in the room. And yeah, even then it would be like if I if I hear your verse, I'm not gonna change what I what what I've already put down because that it's I don't know, it feels like it's against the rules to me. I don't I don't know man. That that just seems like it seems like it's fair. If we're all in the same space together, you you have to come with what you what you what you came with. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. You really are a good dude, man. Like respect, man. Mad respect to you for that, bro. No, it, it, it's dope to hear that, man. And I'm 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 really happy. Uh, 
Because Kenanji is one of my favorite MCs in the game right now, too. You know, Kenanji's a straight-up legend. You know, so I have to give him a shout-out. But uh, no props for you guys uh, making Amen. That's a wavy track. You know, it just floats. You know what I mean? Just, every time I hear Amen, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just breezing by. You know what I'm saying? Just breezing by. And <laughs> guys are still kicking them bars on that thing. But, you know, like, um, <clears throat> before I ask you what your favorite track on this album is, because I got, I got a few favorite tracks on this album. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna like just go through all of them. Mm. But one track in, in particular I wanted us to talk about. And this is a favorite song of mine too. It's every yeah. night. It's every night. Yo. Yeah. So this is this, this is this is featuring Ali Rose and Jasmine. Yeah. So it's what we get drunk like every night. Drunk like every night, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fam fam, you know, you know, like the reason and this is the reason I'm bringing up this track is because this is this is why I, I feel you've not only become like an MC artist, but I think you've developed into a lyricist, you know? Because, mm. you know, a lot of these dudes like say, oh, I'm the illest lyricist in the game, blah, 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 blah. But they don't even know what lyricist means. For me, a lyricist is a guy who can like pen tracks for any type of topic on any type of beat on any type of song. You know what I mean? You can yeah. basically write songs now. For any yeah. subject, that's 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 a lyricist for me. Yeah. And then well, when you, when you take it to the hip hop level, that means you can still put the syllables and the metaphors together while you're still making Quite, that yeah. particular type of track, right? Yeah. So like sure. on 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 every night, every night it, it goes through the, it goes through the, all the emotions, fam, because it, it feels like you're hungover. You're going through like mad stress, mad bullshit, so you're drinking every night. Yeah. You know, you you're addressing a lot of feelings in your life and you're trying to get it back together. And then at the same time you feature Ali Rose and Jasmine on this song. Mm. You know, it's it's a, it's a long track, but at the same time it's beautiful. It's it, it resonates as well. Like Yeah. Please just tell me your whole mindset when you are making this song. Bro. When I was making the beat, it was like I was. Uh, it it was supposed to be emotional. I didn't have the words for it at the at the time. And again, it was one of those things I shared on I think maybe my WhatsApp status. Ali Rose is like, "Yo, <laughs> throw this thing my way." So I sent it to him without any words. That, I think that's the only one that I sent to someone with no words. I just sent the beat. And he gave me the hook. He was the one who wrote the, the first half of the hook, like how it goes. Um, with the, like, you know, like um, that, that first portion where he's doing it. That's what he came up with. And then his verse as well and i was like you know what this this perfectly kind of it was it was what i think i made it in the morning yeah where i was kind of hungover and then i was like yeah this perfectly conveys what i was like feeling and yeah then i wrote the second half of the hook which is yeah what the part that me and jasmine are singing that's what i wrote of the hook and then my verse as well and you know it, it just ended up being like that it was um yeah it was it was definitely one of those things like 
we're feeling a certain way and we wanted to convey it and you know it just ended up being in that kind of song like like i said man like and this 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 is why i said this album's a classic bro because it's like um like i said you can uh you can bump this on a sunday mm. bump this on a friday you know what i'm saying you, you can smoke yeah. a zay to it or you can just get yeah. blacked out to it you know what i'm saying you can yeah you can play with your, with your mans and them you can play with your shorty as well you know what i mean and um yeah. For me, like every night just encapsulates all that though. Because like, you know, you get Jasmine on the hook, you get Ali Rose as well, but then I hear you're going through the intricacies in your bars as well, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, for you as an MC, what I've always noticed is that you're an aspirational dude, man. But every mm-hmm. time you spit, you, you still make it vivid, you know what I mean? Like you always like present the picture every time you spit, you know what I mean? Like even like on mm-hmm. AMG ambitions, you're like just riding around in Josie. You know what I mean? You, you always present that picture, and like I think, I think on this project in particular, like you you did it, but you even expanded it, expanded on everything right, that you've done as an MC, and I think that's where you've grown. I think you've grown as a, I think you've grown as an MC, as artist, and purely as a lyricist too. You know, as a producer as well, it's been crazy, but as a lyricist too, like I, I think you can like write for any any artist at this point in the game, man. And that's what I, I really appreciate most about this album. And personally for me, like the level of detail you've put in, into your work, it's been crazy for me to see, man. It's like, dude, you're really, you're really a, a student of the game, man. And I, I really, I really appreciate that. Fam. I, I feel like all the stuff I listen to, it's like you listen to it too, but you've actually like, let it manifest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100% bro. And, and Isco, this is the reason why your album deserves to be in in the TLSD album club, bro. So there you go. Carbon Noctum, we're definitely uh, inducting into the album club today. It's, it's going right next to the Midnight Marauders poster. Shout out to a tribe yeah. called Quest. Midnight Marauders, it turned 28 like two days ago. So shout out to them boys. Yes, indeed. Um, so Isco, there's another album that you're inducting into the album club today. CJ, I know, I know you want to do the introduction for this one. So take it away, bro. There's an album that's going to turn, uh, 15 on the 28th this year. And I think, uh, you're the one responsible for putting it into the album club today. Yeah. Oh, snap, man. Yeah, dude. This one, this one, it's a tough one because I don't even know where to start the story from. Because I feel like you need to start the story almost from where um, the clips as a as a signed act start. Because otherwise, the context doesn't quite make you know. You need the full context of them as artists before you can talk about the album i think i was i, I was i was gonna say man uh let let uh, take take it however you want because I'm, I'm i'm right here with you because trust me this album for me is it's very deep so we could man it up man like but yeah take it however you want man let, 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 the, let the listeners know which album this is one of the uh icons of the bling era for sure and this is Clips as Hell Hath No Fury. Absolute classic. So before you put it in, let's go, man. This is, uh, this is the BBC Ivizu Bape era. Huh? 
Oh, for sure. And these are the artists that helped usher in that era. Let, 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 let me tell you, let me tell you a little story because you know, you know, you know, Fad, he's been talking about like how like um, look into my eyes, sent them to like England and shit, right? You know, yeah. I was I was I was supposed to link up with these boys in London that day that were doing that BBC thing. But yeah. I had two birds to kill one stone. The other bird I had to kill was uh, I was I was going down to London to get some I was trying to get some BBC on some beeps. <laughs> What's mad is I, I didn't actually know that. I had no idea. That's the first time you've ever told me that. So the whole time, and the reason I was doing that is because of, of Clips. You know, like Clips put me on them things. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got down to London. I was in London, Soho. I went to the Bape and BBC store. They only had like three shoes, bro. Like dudes were like, oh, <laughs> we have to order them in. Like we don't actually like. Yeah tell them specifically they actually send us which shoes they want to send us and these shoes yeah. were like 500 pounds 500 pounds i remember that so clearly back then the sneaker game was just a different world remember dude it was so annoying it was so annoying as well because at the same time you're like why does it have to be so expensive you know but the the reason the reason i, I was in that zone at that point though is because of this album hell hath no fury bro so isco it's your time now bro take it away when I talk about Hell Hath No Fury, the clips, I need to start from when I got introduced to them, which was before this album even dropped. You have to take me back all the way to, I think it was 2002, with Lord Willing and Grinding. And, hmm, you know, this was a, a duo, Brothers, and this is why this album is, well, not the album, but the duo themselves are significant to me. It's like, these are, these are brothers, and I've, I've always, I've, I came up with my brothers. So it, 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 it resonated with me and these guys working with each other, you know, as family. And they had their, their debut album, Lord Willing, which... You know the it's 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 like um where where do I even start man it's like these guys had their own unique style no one was rapping like them at this point in time you know and even with Pharrell's production it was in this other realm that was outside of what was he was shaping popular culture, but even then it was kind of outside. He was working with like the, what is it called? Like these synths that no one else was really working with. And from that debut album, I think they were with Aristo records at that time. Uh, and then I think they were shelved at some point. And then he, Pharrell, signed them onto his Star Trek imprint. And from there, when they were supposed to release again, they were they were signed to Star Trek under Jive Records, and Jive wasn't really keen on putting their music out. They didn't feel like it was commercially viable, I feel. And because they were put on the shelf for so long, what they did was 
they put out a series of mixtapes, the We Got It For Cheap series. And you could feel the frustration with the with with, with uh, Pusha T, Malice, especially with Pusha T. I feel like that's where his style became a bit more aggressive. And when it finally came to about 2005-2006, when they were finally able to release their next album, you could feel some of that venom. You could feel that Pusha had grown into his own... He had grown into his voice a bit more. He had started making signature sounds like, yuck, and uh, the yes. And... You you felt it in this in this record that they put out after the reup gang after the the we got it for cheap series came hell hath no fury and the title is so fitting because it felt like they had been spurned for so long being left out of the mainstream narrative being shelved by their record label and you even hear it in the lead single. Where they say sorry to the fans, but the crackers at Jive, they weren't playing fair at Jive, you know? And bro, this this album is 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 a historic moment in the bling era of rap because not only were Pusha and Malice rapping in such a fashion that it, it didn't require, you know, such a flashy technical you know style because what they were saying was so slick that it didn't it was like effortless and then there was there was uh pharrell's production that was so left field it was it sounded like uh a disco on some alien spaceship almost like he was using instruments that that, that typically weren't you know, in, in mainstream um, music or mainstream rap, it was just so different. This album was just just so different, bro. And that's is it's kind of what made it stick out for me. There was the tight flows, there was the ill lyricism, and then the production. It was just out of this world. Would you say, um, you know, with the lyrical content as well as the 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 the, the whole production in in general, um, and the whole notion of less is more makes this album or made this album what it actually is? For sure, for sure. Because even on production alone, I I don't think most of the most of the instrumentals had less than ten instruments. I think going. <laughs> across them you know like most of them lacked a baseline if you if you listen back to it i think maybe there were there were three or four songs that had a baseline but most of them didn't um and again yeah there most of them had at the very most like eight instruments i think which to me is testament to to the production in general and and i and i take my hat off to pharrell williams for that because the whole less is more notion to me is just to be able to create something with, with a very minimal instruments. You said is it's wow. It it wows me, blows my mind. Do you know what I mean? 
I mean, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Pyrexters turned into Cavalli first, man. Dude, uh, you know, like, I mean, the thing for me with the uh, Hell Afternoon Fury, man, that's that's an ill era for me. Like I told you, fam, that's that's the that's the bathing ape Ivizu era. If you a dude who grew up in Blantyre, and I would put it this way, like a dude who was like in Saints too, like yo, do you know how many dudes wanted to get Ivizu jeans? Oh five to like oh seven, and then and then you oh, see the yeah. clips they they're rocking these Ivizus and the Bapes. And uh, here's a fun fact, because you got to let them know this thing is like uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was jacking um, Clips' style, because Clips, they came through with the <laughs> babes first. Yeah. That's why they made Mr. Me Too. Well, everybody was copying their style, yeah. This album got a double XL rating from the magazine. And not a lot of albums were getting double XLs. At that point, Like I think it was like The Blueprint got a double XL. Commons B got a double XL. And Hell Hath No Fury got a double XL. So if yeah. you if you if you picture my mind state, because at that time, bro, I'm like 15, 16. You know I'm a big Ho fan already. You know I yeah. love Kanye comments, my dude. So already I'm like double XL, double XL. I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the illest ever. Don't even give me the five mics anymore. Double XL for me is like the illest. You know what I mean? And then to yeah. see like the clips, because I always love the clips, but for them to get double XL, that was crazy. Because the thing we forgot to mention is um. When they were getting shelved after Lord Willard for like three, four years, dudes were like waiting for this album, fam. You know what I mean? And I'm so happy you mentioned the mixtapes, you know, the Re-Up Gang mixtapes. We got it for cheap. Yeah, bro. That was a real... It was simplistic in its intricacy. It's like 12 tracks, huh? I, 12 tracks, yeah. Always a classic. That's how you make a classic. Uh, like like Copper Nocturne, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It was... It was very simplistic. Yeah, not the, I, simplistic is even the wrong word, but yeah, it was minim, minimalistic, yeah, minimalistic production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was minimalistic production. Most of the songs had less than 10 instruments going on. And it was made in, in such a way that was, it, it sounded so futuristic because they were using synths that, you you know the, the 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 patterns weren't used anywhere else. It was it it, bro. It it sounded like yeah. It sounded like a disco on some alien spaceship. That's the best way to to put the. No, beats. I I am. I know what you're trying to say. It's um. It, 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 it's a gorgeous record, man. It's a it's a gorgeous record, man. It's 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 one of them. It's one of them bougie records you keep. You keep. This this is one of the illest albums. As me personally, as a hip hop head. It's one of the illest albums I've ever heard in my life, man. What was so special about this album was they were talking about, you know, the 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 lifestyle that comes with, you know, the the excess, the uh, you know, um, <laughs> the, the 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 selling of uh, illicit substances. Of course, but man. beyond that, beyond that. They were talking about the ills that it brought to their family. Like, you know, in uh, Mama, I'm so sorry. They were talking about the 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 the, the pitfalls of it, you know, like um, Mama, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, the the Classics. what came with the lifestyle was, you know, hurting the family. There was that aspect of it. There was 
embracing young hustlers coming up in Hello New World. And then, of course, they closed the record off with the paranoia that is associated with that lifestyle, you know, nightmares. Yeah, and that to me again is is even more reason why this is a classic it's just been it's just a sort of album the sort sort of work of art that's just beautifully put together do you know what i mean and let me tell you something that's crazy it sold eighty thousand records its first week and eighty thousand back then was considered a flop dude if you sell eighty thousand records first week today Dude, they're gonna give you a ten million dollar contract real quick. It was it was just there, like just there, and you know, like for it to get like a double XL, uh, classic rating for it to sell eighty thousand, for it to like be a a cultural classic album as well. It's cool. I'm so happy you put this into album club today. Yeah, man, and that's what I love about the album club, man. It it reminds me of who I am where I came from and what inspired me as well. So as CJ said, Esco, bro, thank you so much for so much. Thank, thank you so much for putting this into the album club today. CJ, my bro, what space have we got for this and where, where are we putting it? Oh, uh, shit, man. This, this, this one is actually, uh, I had a, I had a specific space saved for it. So it's going in between the 36 chambers poster and the big pun poster. Number hmm. one, 36 Chambers just turned 28 this month, so shout out to the gods. The oh, Wu. Yeah. You know, you know, Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with, you know. We hit real hip-hop heads over here, so we always got to re- pay respect to them dudes. And, and then another Loud uh, Records member, Big Pun. You know, Pun is one of my favorites ever, you know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to the legend. You, you saw the boy in the Bronx, New York, man. Tell me tell me who from Blantyre went to the Bronx to go see the Pun mural. Nobody but your boy CJ TLSD, you know we do. But anyway, we're gonna put it in between, in between that and Isco. Thank you very much, dude. Like you put us on so much game today. You are, you are fucking guy. You really are, and I just want to take this opportunity to thank you for agreeing to be a part of this, this episode, and also thank you for for putting us onto some really good music, some some classics, man. Um, I'm a massive fan of yours, as you know, and I want to take again this opportunity to thank you for for your project, man. It's inspirational. It's iconic. It's a classic. And to me right now, you are by far the best rapper in Blantyre, Malawi, hands down. And I'm not just saying that because you're a part of the podcast. Not at all. Um, I'm sorry it's taken so long for us to have this debate and this discussion and this conversation, but better late than never, as they say. Um, and you're always welcome. You're always welcome on the, on, on the podcast. Um, again, thank you so much, bro. I'm, I'm proud of you as a, as, an, as a rapper, as a writer, as a producer, as a musician in general i've watched your journey from where you started to where you are now you know and everything else in between and long may it continue bro um you really are going places and 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 don't don't let nothing dull dull your shine bro don't let it don't let it dull your shine keep doing what you do and continue to make some beautiful and classic music man oh thank you man thank you so much for having me on this man it's it's it's, it's an honor it's a privilege bro not a problem at all, man. We look forward to having you back again soon. Play a play a C to the J. What you saying, bro? No, it's, it's C to the J. Just, uh, just had to continue, man. Let's go, bro. Uh, my man said, uh, Blantyre, dude, I think I, I think you're just the illest MC in the game right now, man. There's no question about it, fam. Uh, the wordplay's crazy. The metaphors are ill. The flow is ridiculous. Coming through with the melodies. 
Angel of the Classic for me. For me, for me, that's uh, if, if it's a Madden rating, that's ninety nine. You know what I mean, boss? Just, just, just came through on a, a supernova shit, fam. No, thank you, man. Thank you. That's yeah. That's the aim of this thing, man. You're trying to, you know, put your experiences in a way that you know that, that encapsulates everyone else's, you know, uh, and it's. It's humbling to know that, you know, you've kind of achieved that in a sense, you know, that people can can resonate with it. You know? So so thank you. You're most welcome, bro. And just embrace it, man, and enjoy doing what you're doing. You are, you, you know, you're, you're, you're creating something special and it's, you know, it, it's great. It's great to watch. It's great to, to listen to and... And long may it continue, bro. Long may it continue. We look forward to having you back on the on the podcast in you know in in the future. You're a good guy. You're a real gent um, and a bland side guy, most importantly. So, <laughs> so yeah. Thanks for being a part of this, bro. Any any last words from you, Isco? Yeah, man. My name is Black Isco. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I think it's like at black underscore Isco on. Instagram, I'm Isco Noir, which is, you know, black in French. Um, where else am I? Uh, on on Facebook, I'm Black Isco. And um, if you want to search for my music, Black Isco, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, it's, it's all there. It's all good. Uh, man, all I need to say is uh, thank you to everyone who's been rocking with me so far. And... Um, yeah, man, you can you can check out the album wherever wherever it is you listen to music. Uh, Carpe Noctum is out everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Title, you know, it's all there. And yeah, just a big thank you to everyone who's been rocking with me. It's it's a classic. Oh, I hear that, man. TLSD, all day, every day. The lifestyle is deep. <laughs> yes. You know this, bro. C to the J. What are we saying, bro? This is nice. Uh, no, no question about it. But uh, again, man, we delivered another classic for the streets. So uh, you don't need to take the top five anymore. You can have it, man. It's, it's, it's yours, man. It's, it's yours. We're just focused on the album club now, fam. As you see, we, <laughs> we brought in legendary MCs into the album club, man. We treat this like rap scene in the basement real quick, man. You guys can't do nothing with us, man. It's a rap. It's a rap for all y'all. But we're making classics. You know, we do this for the streets. We do this for the culture. Humble dudes straight from Blantyre, Malawi. You know how we do every day, every week. Artwork, content, all day, every day, coming through every week. <laughs> you know this. What are they gonna do with us, CJ man? What are they gonna do with us? <laughs> Originators. But on that note, I'm gonna sign out. So from me, Fatson, the lifestyle is deep. And until the next time, we out here, we're outside. Peace.